Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Please be advised that Six Degrees of Reality TV contains explicit language. Welcome to Six Degrees of Reality TV, the podcast where two MFAs try to figure out what the hell is happening on our screens. My name is Amy, and I hold an MFA in creative nonfiction. And my name is Leslie, and I hold an MFA in creative writing fiction. And together, we are trying to uncover what it means to fall in love on reality TV. Hi everyone, welcome to Six Degrees of Reality TV. My name is Amy and I'm your co-host. And I'm Leslie. Leslie, tell us about your night. You went out in New York City, you braved the blizzard to see see our bodies, Mm -hmm. reality guys. Yeah, so I, as you guys know, I live in New York City and they were playing the Gramercy, which is like right across the street from like my, my radio station. So it's like all like in the neighborhood, so not really well. And I went there to see them, and holy crap, you dick pics <laughs> amazing. <laughs> because people really showed up for them last night. I mean, there were a few cancellations, because obviously some people who were traveling from outside of New York just couldn't get it. Yeah. It just wasn't feasible. Yeah. But the show was great. They talked about, you know, they even did like a Darcy and Stacey number, and they had wigs. I mean, it was like a whole thing. There was a marriage <laughs> proposal. Oh my God. She's sending me pictures of the marriage proposal. I'm like, what the hell is this, dude? I want the video, not the still. Oh, sorry. I was like, so it was just like, I should have felt like that's where it was coming because it was like a big, long setup. And I'm like, where is this going? Kind of thing. Uh, okay. And then I'm like, so Jake and Matt were in on it. Yeah, they were, they in, were in on it. it. Okay. Okay. Um, so it was like, they, the way it worked was that they said, we're going to play an audience participation game and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, and whoever finds um, a number or whatever under your seat, you're the one that's going to help us. And so the letter was under the girl's seat and she goes up there with her fiance, with her boyfriend. And they're just holding, mm-hmm. you know, like for like a whole five minutes, they're doing like a little skit and they're just on stage, you know, just holding the little hats and just, you know, being there. And then they're like, okay, hi, okay. So where are you guys from? And then kind of took over from there. But it's like, okay. you would have never known because of the fact that it took so long. Like, had they been on stage yeah, yeah, and yeah. then it happened, you'd be like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So that's why I, I think it. it was extra surprising. But it was really sweet. And he um, is, um, who is he from? I think he's from Peru. Because the same as, what is our friend um, that nobody likes from 90 Day before the 90? Evelyn from Evelyn. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, so I'm like, like, the person no one likes from 90 Day, do you have three hours? Yeah. <laughs> No, but it was funny because it was like Evelyn does not represent a good representation of our people, and it was so oh my funny. God, that's funny. It was so that's funny. Good. But he had a cute accent and everything, and they got engaged, and it was super sweet. And then I did the meet and greet, and of course I mentioned that you sent regards, and they were like, "Oh, you know, because of the snow, a lot of people can't make it, so they said yeah. hello." 
It's a new house. I was like, guys, I love you, but New York in January? No. Um, the whole point of me bringing up the fact, other than bragging that I saw Reality Gaze, El Maddie and Poodle, it was because <laughs> I decided that I was going to bring it. Because I kept talking to them about it, saying like, well, I'm going to just be <laughs> all fashion. Like, I'm just going to wear these heels yes. and I'm just going to put it all out there. And of course, a fucking yep. snowstorm happens and I can't really dress up. So I did have pleather pants and like this bodysuit with like sequins. You look hot. The hot girl translator there. <laughs> Thank you. And so I have like this new bra that I was just trying out and it's like mm-hmm. shape, but when you have a V V line, so plunging V line so the way it's cut so that it's like scoops up so that you have that mm-hmm. little the middle section mm-hmm. and you can show it without the I- I'm bra saying, line. Mm-hmm, like I've ever worn a bra other than like a <laughs> nylon just sports bra. Okay, go on. No, but it's like so mm-hmm. you can see, you know, that the girls are up but they're separated where they need to be. Okay. And you can't see the bra strap. So that's the whole point. So I'm getting ready. And of course, because the snow had just, it had stopped snowing, but it was accumulating. I was contacting Lyft and Lyft drivers were canceling. I'll get like, oh, your ride will be in three minutes. Oh, in two minutes. Oh, no, it canceled 15 minutes. And it was like going up and down. So then at one point, the thing buzzed and I was like, your driver's downstairs. And I'm like, oh, my God. And I run to get my boots on. And as I bend over, one of my boobs just pops out of my top. Flies out. I was just like, oh my God, I can't go like this. So I run back into my bedroom. Again, my little phone is is telling me like your driver's about to leave. And I just grab a sports bra from my drawer and I put it in my purse and I run out. Okay. Throughout the whole night. So once I get to the Gramercy, I walk myself into the bathroom and I'm just standing up by the stall. So I'm facing the stall. So if you're just seeing me, like just my feet, you're like, that woman is peeing standing up? Like, what's going on? That's what you would think. <laughs> and then I'm just like wrestling to take off the bra. And then my hands are freezing cold because I was standing outside in 13 of degree course. weather. And I'm like, oh, of ah, course. Ah, ah, ah. So picture this, feet of a lady in front of a toilet going ah, inside the stall. <laughs> They're like, what is happening? What is happening? So then I put on the sports bra, and this sports bra, the one that I just picked up because it was black and I wanted it to cover with, to, you know, blend in, mm-hmm. has a zipper in the front. Oh, boy. And nothing for the life of me could get that fucking zipper up. It kept sliding down. I'm uh... like, no, no. And then it just wouldn't close. So then I'm just going, ah! So again, in a bathroom stall with strangers <laughs> making all these noises. Maybe they thought you were passing a kidney stone. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> But then finally I get it to zip and I put everything over and I'm like, okay, stay in, girl, stay in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Throughout the show, everything, the meet and greet, I'm telling the guys like, oh my God, my boob flew out because I did text them on my way over there. I'm like, I just had a wardrobe malfunction and I'm not even there yet, you know. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh my God, it was just crazy. And we we're just laughing and kicking it up. And then I go, okay, bye. So I go and I put on my coat. And the moment I zip it, like simultaneously, my chest just Burst. Not my actual chest, but my bra <laughs> burst and my boobs flipped out. So if it, if I would have waited nice. another second, they would have been nice. out in front of the Gramercy Theater. Nice. And in front of the gays. And in front of the gays. So they were yeah. spared. Yeah. So they still have eyesight yes. because they did not see that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I was like, oh my God, thank God I had my oh coat on. And then I'm like walking around just holding my chest. I felt so naked and vulnerable. Even well, though I was I'm covered, really, I felt like... I'm oh, really no. glad you survived. And I'm looking at the picture you sent me, and you look great. Thank you. That was before my boobs exploded for the second I time. I mean, if your boobs are up over your belly button, you're doing well in my <laughs> yeah. book. Yeah, they are. <laughs> oh, but it was um, Leslie, I have to share with you, we got some email. Yay, emails. Yay. 
So we got something from Michelle who says she loves the podcast, but she's really annoyed with how much they use the word vulnerable. And then they say vulnerable. <laughs> <laughs> we do that? Okay. We don't. They do on the show. Oh, okay. So then Gayla also sent us a, a quick note, and she said she binged all of season 13 of our podcast and didn't even watch the show. Wow, you're a trooper. Because mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. do you, you... You missed out, though, because that, that was a hot mess. Then we got a letter from Heather, okay? Heather tells us she was driving from Maryland to Canada and listened to us the whole time. And she loves us, but she she did take note with when I was talking about the pastor dragging Alyssa that I didn't say what he said. Oh, And okay. so she didn't know where to find it. So, oh, okay. Heather, this is for you. The pastor basically said, Chris can change his teeth, but you can never change a cold heart. Yeah. Shade, shade to Alyssa. Um, and one interesting thing is she, she thanked us for the discussion about ethnic hair. And said she really enjoyed learning about that. So that was really cool. And she noted that she stopped at a Krispy Kreme Donuts in Clark Summit. And I wrote back and said, girl, that is 10 minutes from my house. (gasps) How weird is that? Beware. Mm -hmm. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So guys, thanks so much for for the email. We love getting it. As long as it's not like, fuck you, bitches, I'll read it on air. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And uh, thank you for the reviews. We got quite a few. I saw those, yeah. Yeah, that really helps us. So whatever, you know, you can do to help us out there, just, you know, keep on keeping on. We appreciate it. All right, shall we dive into this dumpster? (laughs) Yeah. Here? Okay, so today we're doing Married at First Sight, Season 14, Episode 4, Bliss, brunches, and brawls. Oh, my. Okay. Pastor Cal tells us, you know what I thought about, Leslie? I'm always thinking about ways that we can, like, like, include our listeners in more things. So I was thinking, maybe we should do a Facebook group, da-da-da-da-da, whatever. And I was thinking, what would we call them? And I'm thinking, our brave singles. (laughs) How often do do people say, our brave singles? Our brave singles. (laughs) So Pastor Cal today tells us that our brave singles are meeting one another's family and friends to know whether or not they are compatible. So we're going to start with Stephen Noy. So we're going a little out of order of the episode just because we have to place that infamous Lindsay airport Lajuan fight scene in a certain spot. So we're going to start with Stephen Noy, who, again, must be protected at all costs. They are just so precious, precious little babies. So we see Noi and Steven in their hotel room and Steve's proposing with the ring pop and then they do cuddle and they're so cute. And Steve tells the camera like, sure, I'd like to have sex, but no pressure. No pressure. We got time. They wake up the next morning. They slept great. Blah, blah, blah. I do a lot of blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Blah, blah, blah. Here's the thing. We don't need all these repeats. Yeah. A lot of it is like actual literal footage from the week before. Right. And a lot of it is like they go like they go to meet with each other's families. They have the scene Mm -hmm. and then we have to watch them come back and tell the other person exactly what happened, even though we just saw it. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So Noi is meeting up with Steve's parents and they come armed with questions. Steve's dad asks about the traditional Laotian garments that she had uh, Steve wear and Noi starts crying. And she she says she was so happy that he embraced that custom. 
And mom says, look, Steve is super open. Like, you want to know what he's thinking? Just ask him. He'll tell you. Then dad, in a super shady move, brings up that Steve has no job. He calls him a vagabond and says he just wants to travel. And Noi's like, look, I'm hoping there's a plan, obviously, of employment somewhere. But, like, I'm sure it'll work out. I'm not worried about it. Yeah, and it was funny because you would think that if you were to go on a first date, like on a Tinder date or something, and then the you usually ask yourselves, like, oh, so what do you do for a living? And you're like, I'm between yeah. jobs. Like, usually whoever, the man, the woman, the person, would interpret yeah. that like, oh, no. Like, what is wrong with them? They can't hold on a job. Like, and it could have just been yeah. that this person has been employed their entire life. And just this one instance, it just happened. And they're like, oh, now I have time to date kind of thing. Well, and it could be too, like, her fears are assuaged by the fact that the experts vetted him, mm-hmm. quote unquote. So, like, they're not going to pick, you know, D&D, which I've been read for filth on him, by the way. <laughs> he apparently is a real human who's super sweet and really productive. And Aww. I was saying he lived in the basement. But I never said I didn't like him. <laughs> I just said he was my people. He's a D&D player. <laughs> so, anyway, um, so noise, noise, like, don't worry about it. I'm not, you know, it's okay. Now we see Steve showing up and our hero, national treasure, Michael, comes in as Sriracha. Yes. (laughs) Now, we addressed the pronouns last episode. And I just want to say I'm going to use the pronouns they use. Mm -hmm. So Michael refers to himself as him when he's not as Sriracha. And when he is dressed as Sriracha, he uses she and her. Mm -hmm. So that's how I'm going to do it. So Michael comes in, he's dressed as Sriracha. Sriracha is Michael's other half, she tells the camera. And she is spicy, and she comes armed with some rapid-fire questions. We saw that. (laughs) She says, why did you travel? Did you you eat, pray, and love that shit? (laughs) Did you find yourself? How soon are you thinking about kids? I mean, you're 38. What are your plans to be financially responsible for your future children? What do you want out of life? Like, she is just ding, ding, yeah. ding, ding. And I'm like, I'm here for this. Yeah. Some people, I bet you Pastor Cal and Dr. Pepper didn't ask that many questions. No, I don't think they do. They're just kind of like, they t- <laughs> tell us about you. And then they tell them a sob story. And then they're like, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but, I think that um, some people in the one of the maths groups was saying like, oh, Sriracha's just trying to like, um, get airtime kind of thing. And I'm like, Whatever. no, I think this is like legit. Like this is how this person behaves. It, it seemed authentic to me. I don't know. Some of those maths groups are real brutal. Yeah. They hate yeah. everything. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, you just get a mix of not like-minded people and it's, it's kind of difficult. It turns into like a uh, Fox News comment section <laughs> or a CNN comment section. Yeah. So we don't want to go there. Um, I really loved Sriracha, and I feel like there should be kind of like when you face the end boss in a video game, there should be like each of the brave singles should go up against Sriracha at the end (laughs) for the interrogation. Wow. So Sister says, I heard you were doing freelance, so are you looking for something more stable? And Steve said he wants to wait it out and see once they get settled. Again, guys, I'm not alarmed by this. Mm Mm-hmm. He's freelancing. He's 38. He was in tech. You know, he's probably burned out. Tech is a lot like finance where you just give it 70 to 80 hours of your life throughout your entire 20s. 
he's probably burned out and probably has enough of a background that he can do freelance. And he probably has like some money saved up. You would hope if he was able to travel so much. Yeah. And as a poet, I fully understand people can't get jobs. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm not throwing shade at anybody. All right. So after the meetups, we get in a summary of the events that we literally just watched. We don't need this. Noi asks Steve what his plan is about work, and Steve says they need to discuss what they want and where they want to be before he decides what or before he decides where or if he's going to commit to a full-time job. And Noi tells the camera she wants kids and she needs a partner who will show up for her in that way. Again, not worried. On day two of marriage in the honeymoon, we see them drinking some champagne, hanging out on the balcony. Noi is me in this moment she is so terrified of that balcony she can't go near the edge yeah, I wouldn't be able she to can't look edge. down you, you wouldn't be able to either no i'm terrified of heights oh I'm terrified and i, I live in washington heights no the especially after especially after the the hotel collapse we all witnessed yeah. last year no mm. nope so they're like joking around and he's saying because he's tall. She's saying because he's tall, he probably sees life like this all the time. Like, <laughs> just looking down on people from 10 stories up. <laughs> so then uh, she snuggles in with him and tells him she's glad she was matched with him. And she tells the camera there's definitely chemistry and she's digging him. Mm-hmm. So that's them. So now we're going to go on to Jasmina and Michael. It's funny because I started <laughs> this with like a thought as I was like taking down notes. And I was like... I thought of a new tagline, Lifetime, that network that prides itself in making the programming just as long. Because (laughs) there is no reason as to why we are watching. The episode kicks off with them leaving the reception and getting to their hotel room. Even though we saw them in bed last week. Yes, and and then again, they're taking off their outfits. You will not get that kind of repetitiveness here. Let's... We are going to cut right to the chase and not deal with a second time of them going to bed. It's ridiculous. (laughs) Lifetime, grow up. It's not even like, okay, like I totally get if they're showing like highlights of them leaving the chapel or whatever when they're leaving. And then cut to where they are, where we last left them. No, they go back to still having their wedding attire, then taking them. And I'm like, why are we doing this? Leslie, if I could find the experts, I would yell at them about this. But I'm seriously concerned that they are being held against their will somewhere. (laughs) Probably. All right, so let's talk about Jasmina and Michael. So we see them get out of their wedding attire again and hear about how their dating life was until, you know, how it was unfulfilling. And that's why they chose to get married at first sight. So this is, you know, you got to plug in the title. Do they get money every time married at first sight is mentioned? (laughs) I don't know what's going on. In case we all slip into a coma and forget what show we're watching. Yeah, this isn't a radio play. We know what we're watching. (laughs) We know where we are. Yeah. So Michael hopes that they can, that they had made the right decision. And the best case scenario, them being that they were able to talk all night and clip. So Michael tells Jasmina about the conversation he had with the stepdad about him not being a soft man and not letting her boss him around. You know, we saw that Mm -hmm, last week. mm -hmm. And Jasmina laughs and she says, don't listen to that man. He thinks I'm so bossy. And then she explains, I just dated a guy who didn't want to argue with me. But then Michael assures her he won't let that be a problem with him. So I'm like, like, you won't find that here. I'm like, are you implying that you're going to be in a screaming match? Like, what do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) I'm always going to argue. So yeah, so the next morning, 
we find out that Jasmine and Michael fell asleep because they were super tired and so nothing happened. They even thought that they would talk all night. That even happened. So I don't think anybody banged. I don't think so. I don't think so. Well, Lissa and Delta. No, just kidding. <laughs> What's his face? I don't even know his name. Does he's so unmemorable? So anyway, I know, I know. So Michael puts her to the test. He's like teasing her and asking her if he knows his last name, and she gets it right. It's Morenci. So I was like, oh, that's cute. So she mm-hmm. jokes about him taking her last name, and he says, "Why are you trying to create a problem?" And he said it like, like half jokingly. But I kind of feel like this might be a little underlying issue. Something might transpire because of that. There reaction. was an element of truth to that. Yeah. Yep. It's like, why are you mm-hmm. problems? Yeah. Because he... Jesus Christ, I'm getting ahead of myself. So anyway. So later on, Jasmina is on her way to meet Michael's sisters. And she's excited to see what they think of her. And they have some small talk. Yada, yada, yada. Her family thought her dress was extra. But she is extra. But the sisters love the dress. I thought the dress was amazing. She looked beautiful. And then they asked if they bang. And I'm like, whoa. Yeah. I would never ask that of anyone that my Uh, sister dates ever. I don't want to know that. Nope. Don't want to know. No. Mm -mm. But anyways, they asked. She was like, no. She laughed. She took it well. I would not have taken it well. I would have been like, "Uh, why are you asking me this? This is awful. (laughs) You're his sister. This is weird. Yeah. So she said he's a gentleman. So his sister say to be nice to him, even when he gets difficult. And I was like, uh oh, uh oh. And that he will walk away if he's angry. And I'm like, okay, that's not a bad quality. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, so you yeah. won't engage. You won't, you know, poke the bear. Right. So his sisters tell tell her Michael has he always assumes the worst. He expects the worst yeah. case scenario, and I do that too sometimes. I think it's because of my anxiety. That I always sure. think, worst case scenario, like, oh my God, I got to give a speech. Worst case scenario, the freaking monitor won't go off. No one could hear me. I have to mm-hmm. like, yell over everyone. And that's what I'm <laughs> thinking of. And then I go in expecting that. And when that doesn't happen, I'm like, a win. So I get it yeah. in that sense. But yeah. it could also be interpreted as being very doubtful and negative. So, Sure. Yeah. And she really clings on to that, we see. Yeah, she does mm-hmm. cling on to that. So that that plants a little seed in she there. She sees a red flag immediately. Mm-hmm. But then Jasmina drops the bomb that all her past relationships have been long distance. So they never lived together in a place, <laughs> like in the same state. Super weird. That is just weird. And did you catch that they did like that big boom sound effect? Like, <laughs> wah, wah. It was crazy. <laughs> so she just hopes that she and Michael have longevity and that they can make things work and have kids. And his sisters are thrilled that she's all in and they say that they love her already. And I was like, oh, that's sweet. Mm-hmm. Then mm-hmm. Michael is with Jasmina's family and he asks them, how are they feeling about the wedding? And Kimberly, this is Jasmina's stepmom, says she's feeling more comfortable now than she was, you know, two hours ago when, or two weeks ago when he told her, like, oh, I'm going to marry the first night. So then she goes on to say Jasmina has seen an example of a marriage that has been successful mm-hmm. and one that has failed. And she was young when she experienced a divorce. So she asked him what was his example. So he wants to see like where he's coming from of his yeah. of a successful marriage. And then he tells us his parents were never even married. They weren't even together. Yeah. So it seemed like they he just really has no were hook up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. he says that because he was raised with his mom, his sisters, and his grandma. And he does have his brother to look up to as a male, you know, role model. Mm-hmm. He feels that he's benefited from that because he, his grandma and mom and his sisters taught him how to be a man and a caregiver. And I was like, okay, that sounds good. Okay. 
you know, okay. Kimberly says it's a bit concerning because she hasn't, you know, he has an image of his mind of what a good marriage looks like or what his wife should be. And yeah, he doesn't know the reality of it, I guess. So that's her concern. Yeah. And she doesn't want him to get lost in expectations on what a wife should be like. Yeah. Just for one second, I just want to address this because I think it's interesting. Um, so I grew up with in a two-parent household. My parents were married for 24 years before they got divorced. I always thought that they, like, it's so weird when I look back on it now because I always thought they got along so great because they didn't fight. And as an adult, I'm like, oh, they didn't even love each other. Like, they they were literally, like, like, my mom was 17 and my dad was 19 when they got married because they had my sister. And they just never, like, they never, they raised us as a team. Mm -hmm. And that was their relationship. So it's so super weird because when I was going into a marriage, like, I didn't know what a loving marriage looked like because I never saw one. So, like, you can have a two-parent household and, you know, everything seems great on the outside. That doesn't guarantee that you're getting a good look at a marriage. Like, I have no conflict resolution skills because of that. Yeah. Because I never saw my parents fight and then resolve it. I just never saw that. So it's, like, really interesting that she brought that up, I think, because she's right. He can have some unreal expectations, because mm-hmm. where is he basing this on? Probably TV or movies or something. Exactly. That's the danger zone. Yeah, the thing that he <laughs> so longs because he didn't see it growing up. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you need to see your parents fight. Sometimes mm-hmm. you need to see your parents make up. You need to see, you know, you need to see all that messy stuff so you don't think, like, marriage is perfect yeah thanks for letting me get out of therapy session there yes um and this is marriage does not always work (laughs) with amy and leslie okay so take it from us (laughs) yeah right so kimberly who's jasmina's stepmom says that her main concern is jasmina's safety basically Mm -hmm. so michael is like my brother-in-law is terrified i can see it in her face and then she says i don't want to be rude but what we're seeing is superficial and he just nods yeah yeah, the mother really kind of came for him a yeah. little bit. She, mm-hmm. I mean, she's not trying to say, like, you're being fake, but she's just no, saying... She, no, she's not wrong. I'm just seeing you, yeah. your best self at this moment. I don't know yep. you. That's basically nope. what she's saying. So after the individual meetings, we get Michael and Jasmina self-recording an update on how the meetings went. And Michael says um, he just met the mom and the sisters and that he has to win them over because they're not mm-hmm. 100% convinced about him. And he says that she met... My, um, she met my sisters and Jasmina says, and they're sold. Okay. And he's like, no, they're not. <laughs> you know, he's like bursting her bowl, but she's just like celebrating like, they love me. I got this. And he has yep. to work at it. So after receiving the honeymoon gift, so I'm going to fast forward a little bit because, um, you know, it, it's intermittent with other couples and stuff. But then later on, they get gift baskets from the experts, which is like honeymoon gifts. So they received that. They're going that. to Puerto Rico, They're which is so much Rico. better than, where did they go last season? Oh, the Florida Keys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because like they it had wasn't to stay a, kind of, you know, yeah. A freaking, like, a nursing home or something that Mirla They went to, like, like, Connecticut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no shades Connecticut. like, Connecticut. Okay. So they're going to Puerto Rico, and Yay. after that, we see them, you know, they have, like, some small talk or whatever, but... um. Do the blah, 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 blah. So whatever. So then when they're <laughs> yada, packing, yada, yada. later on when they're packing, they're like, oh, no, 
they look almost identical. Like if they match their outfits, because they both have like sweatpants and like hoodies or like a casual mm-hmm. top, and mm-hmm. they're like similar color mm-hmm. schemes. And it was like, okay, we're gonna rock paper scissors this, and one of us has to change. <laughs> and I'm yeah. just like, oh my god. Yeah. I thought and then that was like, cute. And she was like, just stay out of my closet, you know. But yeah. they decide to keep, you know, their clothes <laughs> as is. So let me fast forward a little bit past the the, the conflict thing because I'll get to mm-hmm. that with Elijah mm-hmm. later on. So in mm-hmm. our honeymoon suite in Puerto Rico, Michael is taking... Oh, see, actually, I'm going to save this as well because this kind of ties back in to that whole fight because okay. Michael and Jasmina kind of have a disagreement as they to how it. it was handled. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep, yep, okay. So they're in Puerto Rico. Right. They were matching clothes. Everything mm-hmm. seems to be going well except in the last couple of minutes. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about Lindsay and Mock the Shock. <laughs> okay. So they're waking up Mr. and Mrs. MTS. Ugh. Okay. I have I have a real hot take. I have a couple hot takes about this episode. Okay. My first one is I like Lindsay. I'm saying it now. Mm-hmm. Remind me of this in two weeks okay. when we'll I will be hiding my head in shame. I like her. I think, as I've talked about, her crazy behavior is born of insecurity. Yep. And she's very broken and she's been very hurt. But I think she is, like, I do think that she is a heart of gold when you are, she has a very small inner circle. And when you're in that inner circle, I think she's a very good person. Mm-hmm. Just saying that. God damn it. Okay. So... They feel good. They're not like strangers. They both are comfortable. Then they're having breakfast. She's drinking, is it matcha? Yeah, I think so. And he's grossed out by it. Um, They're talking about why they signed up for it. Mark says he's 37 and he's just, you know, ready for this. Lindsay says she's a giver and has been with a lot of takers. And her words are a lot of jabronis. I was like, what is this? Is this... (laughs) I think it's like an it's like the early two thousands. No, I know it was like the yeah, rock set. Yeah. That, oh, okay. But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it the early two thousands? What's going on? I thought you were asking me what the term is. I'm like, clearly you've never watched The Sopranos. <laughs> I have, and also wrestling. <laughs> All right. So Lin Lindsay, listen. To me. Yeah, Lindsay. Okay. Lindsay tells the camera she got the prize. She feels really lucky, and she's meeting with Mark's friends later. And one looks like Juliette Lewis in a bad wig. Did you pick this <laughs> yes, up? Yes, the hair did not look good. <laughs> they talk about Mark the Shark's diet and how he only eats goldfish. And I'm going to jump off a cliff if we get another reference to how he is aquatic in some way. <laughs> Just can't. I mean, those one... Pestridge Farms goldfish crackers, the Parmesan flavor specifically, Of course they're delicious. good. Of I course. But you're going to Puerto Rico. Yeah, Do you like put seventeen in your in your suitcase? No. <laughs> Leslie, you are going to Puerto Rico. Does a Pepperidge Farm goldfish come near you at this point? No. All that good no. food. No. Only if you're desperate and it's in a Maybe machine the plane, in the airport. You know. Jesus. That's yeah. Bad. Okay. So they they're talking about the diet. Okay. Then one friend says Mark's best quality is that he wears his heart on his sleeve, and they really hope that he finds someone who's able to care for him. And the bottom line is Lindsay wins them over because she's she's in her element. She's mm-hmm. calm. She's comfortable. Like, Lindsay is one of these people who feels easily threatened because, again, she's been hurt. And, like, when you're attacked by your own mother, that does mm-hmm. something to you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So 
when she is not feeling threatened and she's calm and comfortable, she is an amazing person. And I no doubt she would win these people over. Yeah, when okay. I saw her, I was like, this is a, a new side of her. It's more, it wasn't mm-hmm. so chaotic because during the wedding yes. it was a little, like, a little too much. Like, she was putting it on and she was yes. like, spiraling a little. So I was like, oh, yep. well, calm down, calm down. 100%. So now Mark the Shark is meeting with Bo Bridges and <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay's friends. I have L, just when I do notes, I just have L. And I always want to say Leslie. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know. Avora, my so, Tinder name. They give <laughs> they give him a Lindsay survival kit. That was funny. That's kind of a red flag. <laughs> it's terrifying. It has snacks in it for when she gets hangry and a button that says no when you press it. And her friends tell him, like, you know, she can be really vicious sometimes. And Bo Bridges is like, her tongue is really out of control sometimes. And I don't think he meant in a good way. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, I meant what I said. You have to rein her in when she goes off the deep end. After the family meet up, they get back together. Now, I don't have this scene in my notes, and I have no idea why, but I know I saw it. Where they talk about what has happened to his mother, correct? They talk about this. Yeah, I, I can't remember exactly what at which point, but they did talk about the they mom do. not wanting to like get dressed anymore. I think oh, when yes. they went back together, they talked. So what happened to your mom? And he explained yes, it, yeah. okay. So for some reason, I didn't write it down. I don't know what happened, but they get back together and they're talking about his mom, and he says. Before his father died, the mother started to exhibit some signs of depression. Mm -hmm. And then once the father died, it got really bad. Like she wasn't even, you know, kind of going to the bathroom herself. And I got the the impression that she was having accidents and she wasn't, you know, taking care of herself, which it sounds like she is suffering from crippling depression of some kind or, or some kind of mental health issue. So he, you know, he has her somewhere where she's safe and she's taken care of. And Lindsay reveals that she's been a hospice nurse. Yeah. So she has a lot of experience in dealing with complicated family situations. And she just seems like the exact right person to handle this. Like, could you imagine if they dumped this shit on Alyssa? (laughs) Or or Mirla? Do you know what I mean? They would have been like, fuck no. All right. So the couples get, like we talked about, they get a basket saying they're going to Puerto Rico. Lindsay is also very well traveled. She's been to Puerto Rico a bunch of times. Mark the Shark never has been. So now we get to the airport scene, which is what I'm going to do now. All right. So at the airport, and again, similar to Brett freaking out on the plane last season, we get no footage of this. All of these people, there are 10 of them. They have cell phones. No one thinks to take it out and record what's happening. But no one does. So we get a scene where the couples are on one bus leaving the airport. And Lindsay and Mark are not coming. And they are on the other bus. And the producer's asking the bus with the rest of the couples, like, what happened? And we hear Katina piping up. And she's like, don't let her on here. Don't let her mm-hmm. on here. And Olajuwon tells the producers and the camera, that Lindsay asked him if he speaks Spanish, and he said no. And she made some comment about them being in their native land. Mm-hmm. And Olajuwon said, don't worry about me. Worry about you and your husband. And then Katina says, when Lindsay was walking away, she said, I want to fight you. Okay? Mm-hmm. And then Katina goes, you're not even Spanish, girl. 
Yeah. Now, Mark tells us we had a little situation at the airport, but we're going to work through it and we're not going to let anything spoil our honeymoon. And Katina's yelling, keep her away from me. I'm serious. Keep her far away from me. Okay. After the drama at the airport, Lindsay goes up to the hotel in San Juan and she's crying. And she tells the camera they were all laughing and joking and one of the husbands got aggressive. And she said, jokingly, what, you want to fight me? And he started posturing and getting really weird and it brought her to a place where she didn't feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about this, Leslie. Let's break this down. Do you think, well, what do you think happened? So, okay, so from what they told us, it was that she was asking, hey, do you speak Spanish? And they're like, well, mm-hmm, I kind of, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit. I could understand it, but I'm going to speak English because that's the language I'm comfortable in. And she's like, but yeah, you're in sure. their land. Like, you should speak their language. She was like white splaining. That's what I think it, it came across Yes, I, I agree. I agree. And that's why it rubbed them the wrong way. And then she was like, what, you going to fight I... me? And it's like he called her bluff because kind of like puffed up his chest. And then she mm-hmm. was like, oh, I don't, I don't feel safe. White lady tears. Sorry. That's what happened. I again feel like this is her being extra Mm -hmm. and deriving her confidence from the fact that she's so well-traveled and started white woman-splaining. I agree with you 100%. And then I don't think she... I think she was probably like, what, do you want to fight me? Yeah. Like in in her Lindsay way, in her Jodie Foster way. And he was just like shut the fuck up yeah and it it just you know i'm scared of the the Mm -hmm. big black guy kind of thing so i do think that she's at fault i think he could have handled it a little better in the moment yeah and i don't agree with how katina handled it but i'll get there later but he's he's happy that she has his back oh yeah but i do think this is the kind of shit that people could get really annoyed with Lindsay over yeah and this is the kind of shit where mark has to be like "Uh uh-uh do not like stop. And this in that instant is a Karen behavior because it's yes. like, let me tell yep. you about what you should know because I've been here before. You don't know the language. Mm-hmm. You should try. Don't be so yeah. selfish, you know, speak their language. They yeah. okay, listen. In Puerto Rico, they speak English as well because it's part of the United States. It's a commonwealth. I've right. been there. It's right. lovely. Right. Like in the Dominican yes. Republic. In tourist areas, mm-hmm. the people that they hire are multilingual. They speak English, Spanish, French. Mm-hmm. They speak mm-hmm. German. They speak almost every language because they have tourists from other countries and other parts of the world. Yes. So they want to make sure that yes. they could communicate with them. So for most yes. resorts and most public areas, in, in San Juan especially, because it's like the capital, they speak English. So like maybe yeah. that one teller might not speak it, but then the one next to her will. So then they just be like, oh, so-and-so, you step in for me. That's it. It's not it a big was deal. Just a, it was a bad look. Yeah. Like, Lindsay, yeah. But again, I think it was born from not a super harmful place. No, I think she was it, like, it just, well, maybe she's, she was showing off a little. I think that's what it was. She was showing off. Exactly. A hundred percent. Okay. So she's now telling the camera, like, she has the best husband in the world. And the fact that she's crying so much tells me, like, she knows she's embarrassed because she knows that mm-hmm. she acted poorly. 
Uh, he's so supportive and nurturing. She loves him so much. So he told her to go to the room and take care of it. Mark, you better get used to this behavior because this is going to be an ongoing <laughs> You're going to have to send her away and you handle yep. it and just pay yep. <laughs> pay everyone off. Yep. She needs somebody like that in her life, though. Mm-hmm. Like somebody who she respects to tell her, like, slow down. Because when it's coming from her dad, she's not receiving it. No. So Mark approaches the group of couples downstairs and he apologizes for what happened. He tries to smooth it out. Olajuwon hugs him. He apologizes as well. And I did think, and we'll, we'll talk about when you get to Olajuwon, but I thought he handled it really well. Mm-hmm. And Mark is, I wrote, Mark is kind of like the dad of the group. Yeah. <laughs> and he said, Lindsay's always at a 10. And he told Lindsay, like, look, Jodie Foster, not everyone is going to respond the same way to your energy. Yeah. So, you know, different people have different buttons, blah, blah, blah. And somebody, I didn't get who, but somebody asked Solajuan, if she apologizes, are we cool? I think it was Mark. Mm-hmm. And Olajuwon says, I don't even need an apology. Like, I'm fine. And Katina's not. She's like, I'll be respectful, but I can't be in a space with her for a long period of time. Yeah. Because she is too much. Yeah, she's done with her. Mm-hmm. So then Mark reports back to Lindsay and says, you know, Olajuwon wants to work work it out with you. And he tells her, like, we don't know these people. You have to be careful. But he says, I'll always have your back. And he says, having me in your life will help you to navigate this stuff. And she's crying. And she tells the camera, Mark is everything he could have asked for and more. And she feels Mark's support and loves his positivity. And she thinks this sounds crazy, but she kind of loves him already. And they're both kind of crazy. So, you know, that's where she's at. I could kind of believe that, especially if she is someone that's come from if she was really triggered and scared for her life. Yeah, she wasn't scared. She and wasn't I think... Scared. I think she was I annoyed. She, she was probably embarrassed more than anything. She was embarrassed. And I think she's seeing with Mark like, oh, maybe I don't have to act that way all the mm-hmm. time. Maybe I don't have to go through life with my arms up. You know yeah. what I mean? And like defending myself all the time because not everybody is here to attack me or judge me yeah and so i think mark is really going to soften her i think they're a good match i like her and god forgive me i like him i'm just gonna say that (laughs) and on that note we're going to take a quick break and come back with olajuwon and katina this is Paige, the co-host of giggly squad and i want to tell you about a company that i've been loving olive and june olive and june gives you Everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Okay, guys. We're back. Leslie has 
O and Katina. Yeah, I'm going to call him O now. That's so much mm. easier. Okay. So it's the beginning of the episode, and Katina can get over the fact that she now has to consult with another person about her whereabouts. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> yep. And we get last week's clip of Elijah Wan talking about his player days being behind and blah, blah, blah. Again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They snuggle in bed and he tells Katina he's in it for the long haul and that he's worried she may run away on a brother. And she assured him that won't be the case. Cut to the next morning. So our couple mm-hmm. are waking up next to their spouses for the first time. This is something that also Again. gets repeated mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. Our so, brave singles. <laughs> our brave singles are waking up next to each other for the first time. And Olajuwon is relieved that Katina doesn't have bad breath. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it is I a- mean, the both of them are just objectively so hot. I wouldn't care what the breath was going on. But listen, he goes like, I'm just glad you got to speak of breath. She still smells the same as she did last night. Like, he was so impressed. <laughs> and then it's like... But then it's revealed that he needs to work on his cuddle game. So apparently he can't mm-hmm. cuddle. And so then I'm mm-hmm. thinking like, he can't cuddle? What was he doing, like, pulling out and pushing the girl off the bed? Like, what was going on? Oh, my God. <laughs> like, pulling out and just throwing on his jeans and heading out of there. Exactly. He's got the Uber dialed up just as he's ready. Yeah. He's like, you know how to get home from here, right? But... <laughs> so um, he he was saying something about he was playing like, with his ring and the ring, like, wouldn't come off because I guess it fits him a little tight. And um, he's like, yeah, I, w- I couldn't. She asked him, like, did it come off? Like, no, I couldn't even if I wanted to, you know, ha ha. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Katina asked him um, what he meant when he said he didn't use the cheat women rights. And this is interesting. And he yeah. says, I guess you can say a cheater, but you can't really say either, say that either, because I never really put a title on anything. So he was a player. Exactly. So Katina goes, Wow, well, oh, that was okay. like the whitest thing I think I've ever said. <laughs> he was a player. He was a player. <laughs> Like a multi-level <laughs> gaming player. Um, so Katina goes, oh, okay, you just had multiple girls, which is exactly what he meant. But he laughs and says, mm-hmm. he was young and having fun. So he asked her about <laughs> any secrets that, so he quickly changes the subject. like, what about you? What are the skeletons in your closet? You know, any secrets I should know about? And she's like, well, her friends would describe her as a party girl. She's the fun one in the group. She would be yep. out till 5 a.m. And she reveals that she had fuck buddies in the past. And mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's very familiar with that. Isaac and him are down with the fuck buddies. <laughs> so he knows a thing or two about that. Yep. So he says, that, oh, he can't judge her because he has a past. Everybody has a past. We'll see how long that lasts, though. I know. I know. I feel the same way. Yeah. Unless it's a Gil and Mirla situation that we talked about. Like, Gil was so used to women just folding for him Mm -hmm. when he met someone who was not that impressed with him that really turned him on and i feel like we might have a similar dynamic here yeah we'll see because katina's like yeah you know hot girl she and she's confident she's like i don't really need you yep like beyonce could find another one of you in a minute (laughs) (laughs) so elijah on meets up with katina's friends and he instantly tells them he needs to work on his cuddle game Okay, we got it. Okay, we get it. So, um, and then her girlfriend, who last week, I forgot her name, but she was the one talking about him muff diving, basically, last week. (laughs) Forgetting that the camera was there. (laughs) So she's like, so, did did you cuddle or cuddle, wink, wink, notch, notch, then go into a hole, you know, basically, (laughs) like, being not subtle at all. 
<laughs> and he's like, no, they're trying to get on the same page mentally, blah, blah, blah. So cut to Katina. I'll never forget. I just want to say something because you just made the gesture with the finger in the hole. Yeah. I'll never forget Paul asking <laughs> Creeny's father if he could be here. Was it Corey? It was Corey and Evelyn. It was Corey and Evelyn, he's right? Finger in the hole. Corey's I going, I want to put a ring on it. And it was like the like, set. What are you doing? <laughs> oh, my God. I can't remember if it was Paul or Corey. I can't remember. And They're only so now weird. I realize how adjacent they are to one another. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go That's on. So we cut to Katina with Elijah's mom and second mom. I don't know what that means. Maybe she was like some like a friend of the family or something. I f- yeah, I feel like either she was a stepmom or took him in or yeah. she was a second mom to him. And so she's like, yeah. She's telling him that he revealed that he was a player. And the second mom goes like, oh, well, at least he told you. Communication is great. Kind of like, oh, at least he told you that he's nasty. Well, good for him. (laughs) He's probably proud of her son. Yeah, yeah. But Katina's not so sure he's ready. So she asked the mom and he's um if you know if he's ready and she says i think he's going into this and being very open and wanting a wife and family yeah and then she presents her with gifts so then she explains that she's turning over her role as a cheerleader to her and gives her like a Mm t-shirt and then later we find out also like a baseball uh it was a jersey it was a a jersey a jersey i'm not a sports person that much a jersey yeah i gotta watch the game today (laughs) <laughs> what what game is today? The Bengals and the Chiefs. It's just because the members of the Howard Stern show are competing against, they're betting against each yes, other, and the bets yes. are interesting. So that's the only reason why I'm yes. watching. Isn't JD? Doesn't JD have to show his dick or something? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so you walk okay. away, mm-hmm. and Richard mm-hmm. has to burn his jersey and hat. Yes. Yeah. Yep. That, that'll be interesting. So. Mm-hmm. Back with our boy O, who is being read for filth by someone in Katina's cab, the guy who's there. He's like, so you really believe in this process? Do you really believe someone else can make a better choice of finding a match for you? And the last one is just not a, right, right, right. <laughs> I thought they were going to fight. Yeah, it was very, yeah. not a little aggressive. Mm-hmm. And then the guy it. goes, or do you have ulterior motives? Suspense oh, music Take playing. a shot, guy. Take a shot, guys. Every time someone accuses the other person having ulterior motives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then Elijah assures them that he's there for the right reason and that she's been around enough shit that she'll be able to spot it in him. And, you know, he starts talking about how he's hot and how he doesn't have troubles with the ladies. So, you know, for him. Mm-hmm. So he's implying, like, for me to decide to do this, it's really me trying to settle down because I could get a girl in two seconds. Chanel. <laughs> and it's like, oh Lord, shut up. And I'm like, dude, calm down. I know. Like cockiness isn't cute. Like confidence is good, I, I but s- that cockiness is not cute. I still feel the reason that he and Lindsay butt heads is because they're kind of similar. Yeah. Showboating, <laughs> both of them. Yep. Get get out of your own way, guy. Mm-hmm. Yep. So then Katina's friend calls him on and says, You're trying something new. Is a minor change. Getting married is a final decision. When you say till death to us part. And I was like, oh, snap. Music and mm-hmm, surprise. Mm-hmm. And he gets all defensive. Elijah one is defensive. He's like, I get yep. what you're saying. Because, you know, you're saying you're making it sound like, yeah, like what you're saying. Like, that's literally mm-hmm. what he said. Yeah. He stuttering. Yep. He couldn't yep. get a word out. He was so, like, taken aback. Which- He's super articulate. Mm-hmm. So for him to be thrown off he his game He knocked him like off that. his game because it's kind of mm-hmm. 
I think showed a little bit of a glance that he is maybe in it for clout, you know, social media yep. attention, maybe. Yep. Yep. So okay. So after that, um, let me see. Katina's friend, blah blah blah. So Katina's male friend is like, he's here with this bullshit answers. It raises questions about what his intentions are, whether he's in it for attention, like is he getting looking to blow up, aka get famous, like he is just not having it. Yep. So then after that, Katina and Lajuan meet up to debrief. <laughs> Katina tells him his second mom gave her the shirt, the jersey, and the hat that they wear to the football games to cheer mm-hmm. him on. So now she's gonna be on his side and all this. So she asks him if he learned anything from meeting her friends, and he says it wasn't really helpful. Kara was welcoming, but Giovanni, I think that was the guy's name, was yeah. questioning his intentions, so he did not like that. Yeah, of course he didn't. And Katina's like, oh, he's actually one of the most important people in my life. Yeah, Katina <laughs> explained he's her protector, and that his yep. advice really meet, matters to her. Yep. And he's a good judge of character, and Eloajuan is like, I don't think he's no, a good he judge of character. Everything no, I no. say, he questions, like, why is he really there? <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So then Katina tells producer she's glad she's They needed she's Sriracha hearing... in there, by the way, to take a run <laughs> to at take him. over. <laughs> so Katina tells producer she's glad she's hearing the opinions from her friends are coming of her husband because she's mm-hmm. they're seeing red flags that she's not. So she wants to yep. table that for now and see what happens. Yes. So then again, they receive their gift basket and it has a Puerto Rican flag in it and it details their honeymoons. They're going to San Juan. So Elijah Juan got his islands mixed up because he starts saying like <laughs> he keeps asking me like do you dance bachata which is dominican dance not puerto rican in puerto okay, rico you see, dance i bachata? did not know this i did not know this i just thought oh he's gonna be doing a hot sexy dance and i'm here for it yeah well puerto rico is the salsa capital of the world essentially mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. the dominican republic is known for merengue and bachata so don't take that away from us you guys have reggaeton and you have salsa like come on leave us something so anyway, so they start practicing, and then the music the producers pick is the stereotypical off-brand da 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 Latin music, yeah, melody. And I'm like, what is happening? That is not yeah. bachata. Bachata is slow. There's guitar. There's actual rhythm. I don't know okay. what is happening. That was like, oh lord. So Katina doesn't know if they will bang on the honeymoon, but who knows? She's not shutting the doors down. Yes, they will. Okay. So when I'm, th- I'm telling you, I think they banged in the bathroom at the wedding. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Bath- um, oh, no, you were talking. Okay, because I was listening to you on Hey Bunky, and you were talking to Mary Payne about banging in a closet. Not you specifically. But... Yes. <laughs> so I was like, yes. There were theme. two people there, Mary Payne and myself. One of us did bang in a closet. One of us did not. I did not. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. That's all we're going to say. <laughs> so we cut to them in Puerto Rico. They arrived in San Juan. And already there was drama. Because it was like a little unclear in the beginning. Because it was just like them in separate buses. And you're kind of just hearing like, yeah, yeah, I don't want to talk to her. I don't want to get her out of here. And you're like, mm-hmm. what the fuck happened? So, okay. Mm-hmm. So there's drama. Lindsay of Lindsay and Mock the Shock tells them <laughs> that he needs to speak Spanish, as Amy said. Because they're yeah. going to be in Puerto Rico. And he's like, I don't really speak Spanish. Whitely yep. explains. Whole thing. So one of my notes that I have here is that when the couples get together in the end, where they're all having drinks, this is the first night there that they arrived at mm-hmm. the resort, Lindsay is mm-hmm. in her room because she had to yes. cool off. Mark put her in a timeout. 
Yep. She was by herself. And he goes and he's kind of like trying to bring in the peace. Smooth it out. Smooth it out. They toast to, you know, forgiveness and getting to know each other. You know, it was like really sweet that he really smoothed it out. And I really enjoyed that he took his wife's back, but also was responsible in the way he handled it with everyone else. Yes. And I thought Olajuwon was really Mm -hmm. help. Like he was just very mature in that moment. Yeah. He was like, you know, I, I don't know if you have what he says, but he says something like, you know, everybody's different mm-hmm. with all these personalities. We're just getting to know each other. Like, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. And Katina just straight up cannot deal with Lindsay's personality and will be cordial, but don't expect her to play nice. And I'm just see, I have a problem that. with that. I can't with that because like and I'll get, I'll talk about it when I talk yeah. about Alyssa. So go ahead. So back in our room, I was happy that Katina had his back. And hates mm-hmm. evil Lindsay as much as he does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he compared her to a mini chihuahua. That's why I'm logged into this chihuahua. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then he says the term that I hate the most, females. She doesn't like it when females bully other people. This is the problem I had. Why is she saying females? It's so, like, I feel it like in me. the way that it's toned in, in this tone and this context, it seems like a little beneath you, like, females, like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, it's degrading to women in a sense. Like, it's, I hate when cold. anybody bullies somebody. Yeah. Not just females. Females. It's, it's, it, it felt sexist. To yeah, me. it does feel it really sexist. Did. So she mm-hmm. doesn't like that. And she calls her shady and all tells her to move past it. We're not here for that. And I like that. Because she was still mm-hmm. getting hyped. And he's like, no, we're, you know. Well, that's what I'm it. saying. Like, he was the adult in this situation. And I really appreciated yeah. that. Yeah. I thought that was, I thought that was great. And I. Yeah. and then he really calls hot. her but then they're like talking later on and he calls her a wall that she's not all the way open with him and mm-hmm. she tells producers they just meant that she's not a wall and she has to trust him in order to be vulnerable with him which makes sense dude you've known each other for two days i think he's referencing not banging <laughs> probably because mm-hmm. <laughs> so, even though i would like to think they banged in the bathroom Maybe they didn't. And he's like, you have a wall up. In other words, you have a wall around your vagina and I need to get in there. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They go to bed and he asks her why she's so guarded. And she says she doesn't want to be disappointed because she doesn't know him. And people are people. And he says, yeah, people are people, but I'm your husband. I'm like, dude, you're still a people. You're still a person. Yeah, you're you're still a person. You probably suck. As we see from the previews, he's really hung up on those labels. Yeah. I'm your yeah. husband. This is like mm-hmm. property thing, which I do not mm-hmm. like. Yeah. So I'm just like, chill out. She's not your property. She's a person. And she mm-hmm. says she's still cautious and can help herself because she has been burned so many times. And he's told her he's been a player. So why would she be so super vulnerable with him? Because mm-hmm. he's a self-professed player. So let mm-hmm. me circle back to Jasmina and Michael, because in mm-hmm. their room, they're debriefing about the situation as well. So they're talking mm-hmm. about the Lindsay and Olajuwon conflict, and he's worried there will be friction on the trip. But Jasmina thinks things will be fine. That he's And then Michael is kind of defensive. He's like, he says, we're still getting to know each other. You don't know what won't be okay and what will be okay and what's cool mm-hmm. with him. It was like weird that he was just anticipating said, the worst. He said something like there's bound to be conflict. Yeah. She's like, but you don't know, know that. We just like smooth everything out. Like she's trying to focus on the positive, and he's just like, no. So in that moment, I felt that Michael was really bothered by Lindsay's situation. With um, that that situation bothered him, and Jasmina kind of took it like, well, we resolved it because everyone cheers and we all agree we were gonna get a- get mm-hmm. along. I don't see the problem. 
So then they literally say, oh, so we'll agree to disagree. And then he he asks her, so you think in this marriage there won't be conflict? And she says, if she goes to bed thinking every morning she wakes up, there will be conflict. That's just inviting negativity. And again, she's been paired with Mr. Worst Case Scenario. So this is what you're going to get. But I think without that prior knowledge, him saying, because I also feel like that's a way people de-escalate a situation. Mm -hmm. Like, I do that with my kids all the time. If they're embroiled in some kind of drama at school, I'll always say, well, when you have a lot of personalities, these things happen. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I think that was his way of kind of de-escalating it, but she read it completely wrong with the prior knowledge Mm -hmm. of he's always looking for the negative. Mm -hmm. So, like, then he kind of got weird about it because he's like, well... Of course there's going to be conflict. Yeah. Like, that's life. So, like, I think that that conversation just kind of clouded it. Yeah, it was, it was weird. And then she wants to live in the moment. She says that and be positive. And he tells producers he's a realist and expects conflict and asks the expert to, experts to match him with someone who would challenge him. And he got that in Jasmina. And now it. it's time for him to see if he really wants that. Yes. Yes. So. Okay. Speaking of conflict, <laughs> I want to say something about Alyssa right up front. People are coming for her in a hard way. They're calling her ugly. They're like, it's That's bad, mean. She's guys. not a bad looking person. Maybe she Look, has work that you don't agree with. Whatever. She has a rotten personality, but she's not ugly. Her behavior is despicable. Her behavior is ugly. That's what makes her ugly. And, and we can judge her on her behavior. But I will not judge her like that on here. No, and, no, no, no. And Leslie and I have talked about yeah. this. We don't come for people's looks like that. Like, she's, dude, she's way prettier than me. I'm not going to be like, oh, my God, she's ugly. She's fine. She's prettier than probably all of us who are not on TV. There you go. So we pick up where we left off with them. Alyssa is going her own way and Chris is blindsided. And he's telling the camera he has no idea what's going on here. And I, I finally was able to pinpoint what drives me nuts about him. Remember Ooh, I was yeah. saying he, he kind of drives me nuts. He's bossy. He's mm. like Mr. Know-it-all. I could just tell. Yeah, I could I tell friend, the way he's talking to her. I think a friend her. said that. Like, he means well, but it's going to come off yeah. wrong. And you're going to hate it. Yep. Yep. I just see that in him. I can't explain it. So he keeps asking her if he did anything and she's not answering. And and let me be clear. He does not deserve what is happening to him because he's a know-it-all. I mean, come on. So now we see him ask her if she wants to talk off camera. And she's like, no. She says, I don't feel... She says, I feel uncomfortable about some things that were said tonight. And he's like, well, like what things? Who said things? Tell me. And she's like, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. Chris is totally baffled. He's telling the camera, like, I spent all night trying to make her feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on here. Did my friend say something? I have no idea what is happening. And he says he wishes he was with someone who wanted to get to know him and spend the wedding night with him. Because we see her pack up and go to another room. Yeah. And I just wrote, Leslie, whoever is holding Dr. Pepper, Dr. Viviana, and Pastor Cal hostage... Please return them. Yeah. We will pay the ransom. We'll do whatever we need to do. Get in there. Get them on the fucking Skype. Mm -hmm. Get them in this situation. Like, Chris is literally being gaslit in front of us. Yeah. And they are nowhere to be found. Okay. So the next day, Chris tells the camera they spoke without cameras at 2.30 in the morning. 
And Alyssa told him they just don't vibe. And he says, I don't know. Like, I could be done. We could be done. Mm -hmm. A mere 18 hours after the wedding. And then he says, she's coming over today. We're going to talk over coffee. So we'll see what happens. She shows up. And she always has, like, this smirk on her face. (laughs) That she is aware that she's on camera. Yeah. And he tells her, like, I'm worried that you're checked out completely. And she says, are you ready for this? Okay. She says, they're two different people. (laughs) There are a lot of things they don't have in common. She thinks their hobbies are extremely different. She thinks the ways they live their everyday lives are extremely different. Leslie, based on what? (laughs) Well, his teeth are crooked. And hers are not. So they're Chris is like, we spent 40 minutes together. Yeah. How do you know the way we live our everyday lives is going to be vastly different? So then we get flashbacks of his friends telling her he's condescending. And again, I see that in him. But, and this is, this is my main thing with her. And I, I feel this way about Katina too. Like, in order to sign up for this, you had to expect that you would get what you wouldn't like. Yep. Or that you wouldn't like the other couples. Mm-hmm. And you have to be mature enough to get through it. Like, what is this? Yeah. We saw many couples in the past that, you know, there was not a spark. And they were mature and they tried to deal with it and get through it. Like, she is very immature. And that's what drives me crazy about her. She's a little princess. But anyway. So she says she still wants to have a positive experience on the show and she thinks they should go forward. And she says she likes to take things slow and he's like, okay, look, we could do whatever pace you want. And he's like, are you done? And she says, I think we should still go ahead, like I said, as far as we can and see what happens. Now we get her crying and telling the camera, these eight weeks are to see if this will work, but I honestly don't know what hope I have. Honestly, like that's it. Chris meets with Alyssa's mom. She looks like somebody. I just can't put my finger on it yet. Richard Simmons with the curly on, <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Like, she's got Richard a real Simmons. look to her. Real specific look to her. And he tells her that Alyssa just wants to be friends. And it's, it's the mom and the sister. Alyssa just wants to be friends. And she says she doesn't feel anything. And mom looks genuinely upset. And she's like, I think you're great. And maybe it'll just take time. And the sister says, Alyssa's always been very particular with guys. And I think she's being a little rash. So just kind of go slow with her. Like even on the honeymoon, if you take it slow, approach it as friends. And mom says, I hope it's a chance for you to connect and for her to see how wonderful you are. And then mom tells the camera, Alyssa needs a man like Chris. He seems like such a wonderful person. They're a little different, but he could center her. And that's exactly what she needs. And she doesn't want that. In other words, mom is saying, my kid's a spoiled brat and needs somebody to keep her in line. Mm -hmm. Chris says, even if she is 1% into this, he's all in. But if she's not into it, he can't force it. Like, it's not going to happen. Now we have the most awkward meeting that i've seen all episode Alyssa's meeting with chris's mom friend and sister and they ask her why she's doing this and she's like what's the worst that can happen right that it's not right and then i just go out my life so why not try mom says from what she sees they did a great job with the match and then Alyssa, <laughs> aka april ludgate 
is super awkward and yeah. just drinking her water and smirking. And she tells the camera, I don't feel comfortable talking with this fan. She doesn't feel comfortable anywhere ever. She <laughs> she hates everything. She hates everything. She wants to speak to the manager of the world. Yes, she does. Yes, she does. Now, here's the question that she comes at them with, okay? What do you guys do with Chris on your free time? How do you handle this animal? Like, she's talking about them like they just got a new puppy. Yeah. And she wants to know what they do. How many times a day do you walk Chris? It's so weird. The mother's like, uh, we don't get a lot of free time with him because he works and he's an adult. Yeah. And then the friend pipes up and says, Chris is immersed in his phone as a real estate agent. You know, they're always looking for properties, blah, blah, blah. They're driven. They're motivated. So, you know, don't take offense to that if you feel like you come second sometimes. Like, that's just the nature of the beast. It's a good quality. He's ambitious. Alyssa immediately tells the camera, Rick told me I would come second. Like, Chris doesn't have a work-life balance. Yeah, she was like, What's oh. going to happen? She was, like, appalled. Like, what she said, she's like, oh, oh. She's Second. reacting to all of this like a 12-year-old. All right. So, Chris and Alyssa get their honeymoon basket, like we said. And he he's ready to go. And she's like, I'm ready to go see the other couples, a.k.a. not spend time with you. Yeah. So, I'm going to do their dialogue here. He says, I'm open to just removing a lot of the stuff around us and hanging out, maybe exploring. I'm not a big explorer. <laughs> okay, we can go shopping downtown. You know, that'll be fun. Uh, I don't like downtown. I like the beach. Okay, beach it is then. And then Alyssa, this motherfucker, tells the camera, he's yesing me to death. Oh, you want the beach? Okay, me too. What the fuck? Can he do his own things? <laughs> if Guys, if you want a literal description of gaslighting, that's it right yeah. there. Yeah. Like, this is what I want from me. You give it to me, and then I yell at you for giving it to me. Yeah. Chris tells the camera, we're going to Puerto Rico. And by that, I mean, Alyssa and I will be in Puerto Rico at the same time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then there's this little scene where they're at the airport, and she walks right past him. Mm -hmm. Then they're in San Juan, and she's literally ignoring him, walking right past him. Chris tells the camera, the other couples can clearly see this. They're tiptoeing around him, around them. Later, they're in their room. They're on the balcony. This is the scene we all saw in the previews. Chris asks her, you know, do you want to stay in this? And she's like, I want to stay in this, but not in the same room with someone I don't know. Leslie, what's the name of the show she signed up for? Um, Someone you've known your whole life. No, married at first sight. Exactly. She didn't sign up for eight-year engagement. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. So... Chris tells the camera, like, this is ridiculous. They spent 40 minutes together and she's tapped out. And he says to her, you've never put in the effort. You expected the perfect person. And when you didn't get that, you said, I'm done. Then Alyssa says, which you should never use this term. I feel gypped. You feel gypped. <laughs> yeah. Gypsies are people too. Alyssa, yeah. knock it off. Uh, there's been nothing but differences since we met. Differences in our core values. Differences in our core beliefs. Personalities. Hobbies. Literally every single thing. Like He says. Like you're you still think... using that outdated offensive term. <laughs> That's yes, a difference exactly. between us. Like he says, do you think you gave this a chance? And she says, yes. Do you think I'm lying? And he says, yes, I do. Good. I was happy and, about that. Mm-hmm. She storms off because she's screaming to the cameras, he called me a liar. 
Then she's crying again. And she's like, I'm a nice person. Just be nice to me. Oh, my God. He has been nothing but nice and trying to be accommodating. And then when he does that, she's like, oh, my God. Now you just want to do everything Mm -hmm. that I say. Mm -hmm. Now, she was on the show with Rudy Huxtable after. (laughs) Oh, God. And Rudy Huxtable really held her feet to the fire. Good. She was like, why did you sign up for this show if you don't want anything to be on camera? And Alyssa's like, I just felt uncomfortable. And these were private conversations that we have, blah, blah, blah. What? Then she storms off. You have to watch it. She storms off. And Olajuwon is there. <laughs> and Mark the Shark. And Olajuwon's just like, whoa. And Rudy Huxtable's like, what do you guys think of this? And Olajuwon's like, it's bullshit. Yes. He's like, she literally turned the corner, saw the dude, wasn't attractive, wasn't attracted, and then she just peaced out. Like, yep. that's it. Olajuwon was my hero. That's the truth. That. That's mm-hmm. what happened. That's yep. exactly what happened. Because their face, she went from like a fake smile, like anticipatory smile, to just a frown. Yep. So then she says, I found out you're saying something to my family and my best friend, and that's not respectful. I would never do that to you. He did nothing wrong, you guys. He did nothing wrong. He's like, I wasn't going to lie to your mother Mm -hmm. and your family. And she said, that was supposed to be confidential. Dude, we are not compatible. This is not going to work. And let's just accept that and be respectful. I give you respect, and that's all I want back. How does she respect him, Leslie? Can you name the ways? (laughs) Mm -mm. Chris says, okay, at this point, I'm fine going to another room. And he gets up and she literally puts her hat over her face and you can see her smirking. Mm -hmm. Chris tells the camera, I don't believe I disrespect Alyssa. I think she may be gaslighting me. Mm -hmm. Could you imagine this? Someone in real time realizing they're being gaslit? This is amazing. So he says, at this point... I'm fighting with myself to even see if I want to try that, to to save this. And that's it. That's where they end. This was insane. It was insane. And she's, she's, I mean, I've never seen, since Chris in Atlanta? No. Are we in Boston? Yeah. Where were we last season? Houston. Houston. Chris in Atlanta was this bad. Oh, wow. I have not seen anyone this bad since him. She is going to be public enemy number one for a while. Girl, change your Instagram. Guys, again, this is a show. Do not go after these people. Yeah. Like, let's let's keep it in perspective. But I guarantee you there will be people who do, like, give her hate. Yeah, probably. Directly to her. Yeah, mm-hmm. don't do that. It's not nice. Don't do that. Don't do that. I mean, guys, she's making a total ass of herself on national television. Well, we don't need to pile on. Yeah. <laughs> right? We don't need to pile on. All right, um, so next time on, real quick, Noi tells the camera she feels like she's falling in love. On a boat with the other women, Lindsay says, like, I love him. He's the one. That's it. And the other girls are like, aww. O says, if you offer me another woman, why would I not? And Katina's like, don't bring that shit around here. Not going to happen. At the, the, the famous drama dinner that they always do that's, like, real poorly lit the first night on the honeymoon, Steve tells Noi he didn't know the true consequences of his action. And Noi's like, you're already putting doubt, but then it's cut off. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a totally innocuous conversation about something else. Jasmina tells Mike, you want me to apologize to you the way you want me to apologize. And I ain't gonna do that. Mark the Shark tells Lindsay, you're very up here. And he motions up high. (laughs) 
when you're saying something like no matter what and Lindsay says so are you in or are you out there's no in between for me dude and then she tells the camera why would we have consummated our marriage like come on dude you're so stupid i don't know what she's talking yeah, about yeah i don't there. know what katina on the boat says to Lindsay, when you get liquored do not cast that on other people you're too old for that and Lindsay says that's really rude and katina says that's because you're rude and Alyssa is crying. She's going, it's raining. I don't want to fucking swim with him. I'm not happy. <laughs> All right. So let's do our winners and losers. Yeah. I know who my winner is. Okay, go. And maybe you'll be surprised, but I chose Mock the Shock. I really love really? the way he handled this situation. He was able to support his wife and still diffuse the situation, make nice with the other couples. He found a nice little balance. She didn't feel abandoned. He didn't come off to the other guys as not supporting his wife. Because also they would have criticized that too. If they're yep. like, oh, you're not even going to support your wife, you know. So no one situation Mark's, and he handled it very well. Mark's an only child from a tumultuous mm -hmm. uh, family of origin. I suspect that he's a natural peacemaker. Yeah. He's probably, that was his role in his family, and he probably just keeps the peace. And he's good at it. Mm -hmm. He's good at it. My winner is Sriracha. <laughs> of course. We need her more. Mm -hmm. We need more Sriracha. Pastor Cal, if you're listening, <laughs> get her signed up on some kind of contract. Yeah. We need her. Why does she do the after show oh my god how great would that be, be so much better. Oh. actual personality actual questions actual stake because the sister's in there yep yep okay who's your loser Alyssa. who's going home with the dj Alyssa. she wants Alyssa. to get rid of her husband and just leave with a cameraman or anyone who will take her see i have chris because i feel bad for him because mm. he's getting ripped off he's getting ripped off but i think that she's just gonna leave I think we'll never see them again after the honeymoon. Yeah, after the honeymoon, I don't think so. And I can only remember that ever happening with one couple. And like I said, I think it was Heather and Derek in Miami. I want to say in Miami. I don't know why. So uh, if that happens, does Chris get another shot? Maybe in another season, not like now. They should do that. Like have the people come back. Mm -hmm. But then would they want to get married again? Because then they'd have to get a second divorce. No. 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 All right, guys. Um, Leslie, why don't you tell us where we can find you? I'm going to mute and cough my face off, and you can tell us where you are at. <laughs> okay. So you can follow me and my podcast. It's a music interview podcast with different artists each week um, at Sinister Girls, S-I-N-I-S-T-E-R-G-I-R-L-Z. Um, you follow me there on Instagram, Facebook, um, but I'm mostly active on Instagram, but you can also follow me on Twitter as well. Sinister Girls on all handles and all places. I have to tell you something. I listened the other day to your Tiffany episode. <gasps> and then I went and listened to that album. Pieces of Me. Pieces of Me. And I listened to the remastered version mm -hmm. with the three songs that are stripped down. Yeah. Really beautiful. She, I mean, we always knew she had a good voice. Yeah. Because of who she is. But she sounds now, like my husband pointed out, he's like, she kind of sounds like a young Stevie Nicks. I'm like, like, yeah, she kind of does. Robin, it's, it's cool, like a rockish yep. vibe. I yep. love it. Yeah. Yep. So it was a great episode. Thank I, you. you know, if any of you grew up knowing Tiffany and her shopping mall concerts, mm -hmm. you need to, to listen to this interview. It's really good. And I am at Gen X This Is Why. It's a podcast I host with my sister, 
where we watch 80s movies, Little House on the Prairie, and we also talk about all 80s things. So go ahead and find me over there. Um, And hey, keep following us. Subscribe, share the love. We really, really appreciate it. You guys have been awesome and you're helping to grow our little project here. Yeah. And a five-star review, if you can. Um, An email. Info at sixdegreesofrealitytv.com. You can visit our website, sixdegreesofrealitytv.com. And uh, you can follow us on Instagram where we are most active. Yes. Definitely. Does anyone do Facebook anymore? I mean, I'm only on Facebook for the groups. I'm only on it for the groups. Um, yeah, that's basically it, honestly. Because I do a lot yeah. of like those live threads. I love that. Yes, yes, yes. All right, guys. So thanks so much for listening. Next week, we will have another episode for you. And what's it going to be? Episode five. So we're, you know, only like one thirty second of the way through this season. Yeah. Because I'm sure they're going to ramrod us with 95 episodes. Yeah. And next week, you can um, look forward to hearing me broadcast from Florida. That's where I'll be. Ooh. But you're not going to go on a balcony and you're not going to go. I'm going to go on a hot air balloon. On a collapsible hotel. A hot air balloon. You are not. For my birthday. Stop it. Yeah. I'm going to take the Xanax, but yes, that's the plan. What are you doing? I don't know. Have you not seen Little House on the Prairie where <laughs> Carrie gets away in the balloon? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, we'll, we'll see. I mean, obviously we'll record that before my demise because my birthday is on a Sunday. did you just say that you're scared of I heights? am terrified, but I just, just want to be like, you know, but this is, st- uh, it's not a st- it's not going to fly away. It's stationary. It's a Disney one. So it's like you go up, but you don't fly around. Oh, it's tied to the yeah, ground? it's tied to the ground. So I'll be oh, high up, okay. but I won't okay. be flying around. Okay. Yeah. Not See, a right brother unpre- or anything. No. Right. It's the unpredictability of the flying around that bothers me. I'm always like, how do they steer it? How yeah. do they control it? There's nothing. Yeah, I'm going to have Although, and although really, really hot young Charles Ingalls chasing me on horseback and... <laughs> Pulling that string down would would really cheer me up. Oh okay. my god! Okay. All right, guys. <laughs> so thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon. Planning for your next trip. Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.